We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here. And by the time this video comes out, it will be a couple days since the Indianapolis Colts have finished the 2023 draft. A draft, Derek, where they drafted 12 total guys, the most in the modern draft era. Absolutely crazy. I've talked about that a lot, but I just don't think we talk, we're talking about it enough. How many picks and how many guys are now Indianapolis Colts as rookies. And so wanted to kind of talk about this because there's been a lot of videos that are coming out about draft winners, draft losers, stuff of that nature. And I wanted to kind of talk about from an Indianapolis Colts perspective, did we feel like they were winners or did we feel like they're losers or did we feel like they're somewhere in between? So uh, with that being said, Derek, I mean, we can start with, you know, just the value and the potential these guys, you know, went for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you got to start with Anthony Richardson and what the Colts were able to do. I think based off of where the Colts were uh, when it comes to the AFC, when it comes to where they were as a roster, when it came to where they were as a team in general, it felt like this was the right move for the Colts to go get a guy and Anthony Richardson that, yes, we know how raw he is. We know how, you know, a little experience he did have. But we also knew on the flip side that realistically, you're going to have to compete with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, to only name a few. The AFC is loaded with talent right now at the quarterback position and a lot of young talent at the quarterback position. So, again, people will have their opinions on whether they believe that the Anthony Richardson you know, draft pick was worth it or not. But I think based off of where the Colts were, they're winners in the fact that they're giving themselves a fighting chance here in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, this is about long-term here. This is not about the short-term of anything. This is long-term. Do you think Anthony Richardson in the long run is going to be the quarterback that changes the dynamic of how you play football and everything else that goes into it? And I think the great part about the pick is not just about the fact that you got a premium player uh, who you think can become an absolutely phenomenal quarterback in the NFL. It's the type of situation that he's falling into, right? I mean, there's probably very few other situations that a guy like Anthony Richardson could fall into that would be better than where he's at right now with new Indianapolis head coach Shane Steichen, uh, especially with 
what we've seen from Shane Steichen's ability to do with Jalen Hurts. Uh, even Anthony Richardson stated in his presser after being drafted that he was very excited with the fact that, you know, Shane mentioned that, like, you know, some of the things we did with Hurts, you know, we want to be able to do some of those things with you. Just obviously the way their games are, right? Jalen Hurts, who, you know, was a was a bit more polished than Anthony Richardson was coming out of college. But then again, you know, Jalen Hurts had played several, several years at both Alabama and at Oklahoma with a lot better coaching. So, of course, he was a lot more refrained. But even then, Jalen Hurts, his first year as a starter in Philly versus his second year as a starter in Philly with, you know, Shane Steichen in that offense – definitely was a huge difference. And that's what you're looking to hopefully get out of Anthony Richardson. As you see the early growing pains, but what's going to happen when Shane Steichen gets him feeling a lot more comfortable. Just from an early standpoint, Anthony Richardson makes the Indianapolis Colts a whole heck of a lot more fun. Uh, There's going to be a lot of different ways that they can attack early on to try to get Anthony Richardson to feel basically feel more comfortable out there. So how that's going to work, I have no idea, but he's going to get several months to uh, be able to learn and study and all this stuff. But, you know, Ballard and company said, you know, if we're going to take a shot on a guy then and compete, like you said, with all these great quarterbacks that are in the AFC now, go and get the guy that gives you the potential highest upside and, from what everyone believes in the national media and the local media, Colts content creators, everything, Anthony Richardson has the talent to be an elite quarterback at this level if things go the way they want. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. And obviously, you know, like we talked about, still extremely raw. So there's a lot of ways to go for Anthony Richardson to get to that point. But, you know, I liked what you said just from like – uh a fan perspective, like it may not be a, a lot of wins next year if Anthony Richardson is your quarterback, but it's going to be a heck of a lot more fun. Like it's going to be at least entertaining. You're going to yeah. see these things, right? You're going to see him. And I think the most fun part is like, even if he's not great, you know, to start out the season, to see the constant improvement. And you would hope throughout the course of the season that he would really grow as a player and as a quarterback and he would get better. I think you saw that down the stretch last year at Florida, even, you know, he was better at the end of the year, obviously in some ways, in some ways not without, without a proper coach, it's hard to do that. But, you know, with uh, Richardson, it's like, as Ballard said, they feel like his like potential and like, all of the best football for him is ahead of him, right? 
He's only 20 years old. He'll be 21 by the time the season starts. And so I think just from that standpoint, again, we'll look back in three, four, five years from now, we'll be able to give a proper grade for this Anthony Richardson you know, pick overall. But I think right now the Colts really had no other choice if they wanted to try to at least have a puncher's chance at being relevant in the AFC. I think you have to swing for the fences. I don't think he really had another choice. You, you know, if you went with Will Levis, his potential is not even close to what Anthony Richardson could be. He could be a solid player, but that's not going to put you over the top. You know, you don't want the number 10 quarterback in the AFC. You want a guy that could potentially be the number one or number two. And Anthony Richardson, from a you know, physical standpoint, and he seems like a great kid, and working with Shane Steichen, working with that, that history of developing quarterbacks, that's a recipe for a guy that could take over this league. And I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not the only one who has said that. So I think from that standpoint, the Colts got their quarterback. They, they stopped dragging their feet. They stopped going with Band-Aid options. They stopped trying to you know fill it with these veteran guys. And they finally did it the right way. And I think just from that, from a philosophy standpoint and a hope standpoint, that makes some winners. Now, we'll see if the Richardson pick obviously does pan out. It may not. But – at least in the short term, it gives Colts fans some hope for the first time since Andrew Luck hung it up in 2019. So I think for that, that made the winners. But I wanted to get into the rest of this draft as well. I mean, I feel like I've talked so much just Anthony Richardson, and I'm sure we both have in certain ways. So, you know, it's good to talk about some of these other picks as well. And I really do feel like, you know, in totality with the other 11 picks, the Colts were, were big winners from a lot of people. What a lot of people have said, some of the value that they got, some of the guys that they got where they got them, and even some undrafted guys the Colts got as well, which we have that video up on the channel. Go check that out. But when it comes to the got some of the guys the Colts got, you know, obviously, you know, they traded down from 35 in round two, traded all the way back twice, and they picked Julius Brents out of Kansas State, a local guy who was born and raised in Indiana you know, at, at 44 and, you know, filled a major need for Indianapolis there. They, they uh, accumulated two more picks, one in the fourth round, one in the fifth round, and they still got their guy at corner. He's a huge corner. He fits perfectly with the Gus Bradley scheme and, uh, you know, a local kid. So what can you say? I think that's a great fit for Indy there. And then you got Josh Downs, who I think is the steal of the draft, and I will not back down from that. Josh Jones at 79, there's no possible way he would have been there. And I think anybody's mock draft. So the fact that he fell that far is just incredible to me. And the Colts got tremendous value there. And then you talk about some other guys that you got some good value in. I really feel like, you know, a lot of people say the guy at a Northwestern who I, I will try to, I will always butcher his name, Adebawari. That's what I'm going to go with for now. And unless somebody corrects me in the comments, uh, the, the the very physical. We'll keep working uh, on it. We'll keep working. We're, we're working on it. You know, I struggled with the Ben Banigou name for a while. So we'll get there eventually. But, Derek, there was a lot of people that were saying, yeah, how in the world is this guy you know, still here in round four? Right? Mm -hmm. He's got the physical tools. You talked about it. He ran a faster 40 time than Julius Brents did, which is just crazy to me. <laughs> I mean, I just want to, again, before we go back into this topic, this guy's running a faster 40 time than half the DBs at the combine. And he weighs 80, 90 pounds more than some of them. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. This guy weighs 80 plus pounds more than half these corners and is running a faster 40 time than them. I mean, it just goes to show you the athletic freakishness of this kid uh yeah. which is incredible um 
But I think, you know, when you look at some of these other teams, right, when you look at the Seahawks and the Giants and Pittsburgh and a few of these other teams that really had great drafts, you know, it was their ability in, like, not only the first round, um, the Seahawks especially, the Seahawks uh, nailed their first round. But, um, you know, talking about, like, the Giants and, and the Steelers who in those second and third rounds, you know, got those guys that kept falling but they have high upside uh specifically like darnell washington when he went to pittsburgh in the third round you know there's a lot of people that thought you know that guy was going to be the second or third tight end taken off the draft board um but it just took forever for him to go off but i mean there's a couple teams that were able to do that but i mean when you look at indy and their second pick in this whole draft going to what was it their sixth pick in this draft which ended up being the first pick of the fifth round. I mean, there was there was a couple of them in there that just left you thinking, oh my God, like how in the world did they get these guys where they were at? Which, I mean, again, you mentioned it with Josh Downs. Steal of the draft by a lot of people's standards. Like, it wasn't just you that's saying it. A ton of people in the national media were saying, how could this guy who produced so much in college fall to 79. It was, and with no issues, like there was no pressing issue to come out of Josh Downs, not getting uh, picked in the second round. I mean, the size was always there. So either, either GMs just were that much more concerned with Josh Downs only being what five foot nine versus everyone else be uh, feeling that way about him. I don't know, but I mean, it's just so weird because nobody had this guy getting drafted uh, past the second round. And sure enough, here we are, you know, what everyone's saying is the steal of the draft and what he's going to get with uh, AR, you know, being that guy that's going to be the go-to guy of the future for this team. And when you talk about uh, Julius Brents, again, Indy able to get him uh, in the middle of the second round when I thought – you know, there might have been a chance that somebody might take this dude earlier than that because of the physical traits that this kid displayed, right? So that was something that we could look into. And then out of like you said before, I mean, again, a kid who everyone at the combine was talking about this kid, everyone, because of just how freakishly athletic he was for being that size. And I mean, again, the, the value at that spot. And then Darius Rush, as we've said it several times over, Darius Rush was most commonly thought of to be a third-round comp, but for some reason fell all the way to the fifth round, and we took him early in the fifth. So, again, Indy did such a fantastic job of not just getting the Anthony Richardson pick, but, you know, from the second round all the way to the beginning of the fifth round, you looked at every one of those picks, and you're just like, Dang, Indy, like, I mean, how y'all keep getting all these steals? Like, I mean, that's literally what it was the whole time. Like, steal, 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 steal. Like, I mean, these all these guys should have been taken earlier than what they actually were. So, I mean, fantastic uh, work there by Ballard and company to get those. And that's why it's not a debate on whether or not Indy was a winner on this. It's just how big of winners were they actually. And anyone that doesn't tell you that Indy didn't upgrade massively with this draft and the way that they approached it, 
um, and isn't one of the top teams, what like top five or six teams in the entire draft process that massively upgraded, then they're lying to themselves or they weren't paying attention because Indy got a crap ton of amazing athletes who were comped early but somehow fell for unknown reasons or blatantly stupid reasons, but Indy was able to get guys that are going to see the field right away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so uh, there was a, a tweet out that I thought was interesting. Um, this is from Jim Coburn. He does like analytics and stuff. And he actually had posted about uh, the top five most improved teams in the 2023 NFL draft based off of an estimated or approximate value metrics. And number one was the Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, that tells me that they got a lot of guys that probably shouldn't have been there. And they really upgraded in a lot of ways at a lot of different positions. You know, they, they massively upgraded in the talent standpoint when it came to the, really their top needs. Um, you know, quarterback, obviously cornerback, um, you triple dipped and got three guys that are very athletic and very talented. And all three, I think, could really compete uh, for some playing time. And then obviously you added uh, a wide, speedy wide receiver. You added a couple other weapons as well. You added the fastest tight end of the draft. You added the best receiving back in the draft in the fifth round as well. Um, and Evan Hall. And, and I just really feel like Indianapolis really was able to get a lot of quality guys a lot later than a lot of people anticipated. And I think for that reason, that makes the Indianapolis Colts big winners, I think, in a lot of ways. And we're not the only ones saying it, guys. There's a lot of people who are saying it, a lot of people who you know study the draft day in and day out who are saying Indy just crushed it. Like Chris Ballard and company. You can have your opinions on Chris Ballard, but you cannot deny and from a value standpoint, he absolutely crushed it. This could be this could be the draft, Derek, that Chris Ballard saves his job with. It's it's funny because like I people who are upset, the only people that I have seen that have said Chris Ballard did a terrible job was you know the our own fans. You know that's and that's to be expected, right? Colts fans are genuinely just not happy with anything that we do, but nevertheless. You know, looking at national media and looking at guys from CBS, looking at guys from ESPN, looking at, uh, you know, local guys that are hearing all these stories of all these players, you know, saying how, you know, Indy did a fantastic job at bringing in these athletes who have high end traits and guys who not only did produce in college, but, you know, can really become next franchise pieces for the Indianapolis Colts going forward. And it all starts with Anthony Richardson at the top. I mean, I, I couldn't have been happier with how Indy was going with it. Felt that there might have been a couple different guys that I would have preferred the Indy grab late in the day three category. But, I mean, you know, that's to be expected. They're not going to get everybody that I would have imagined that we get. But, I mean, for the majority of this draft, I could not be happier with how uh, Ballard and company attacked this and provided great depth at a lot of different positions and managed to somehow steal guys at positions in the draft, which they shouldn't have been in the first place. 
Right. And I think, again, if you're debating and you're not happy with, you know, sixth and seventh round picks, I think you're doing pretty well, all things considered. So I think Indy crushed this draft and they did a good job overall at getting some key talent, some definitely some very athletic guys. You know, we all know about, you know, Indy's average score a little under a 9.5 in totality, but they definitely had, I think, five or six guys, maybe even more than that, that scored a 9.7 or more on that RAS score. And obviously, you know, RAS only means so much. They got to go produce on the field. But certainly from an athletic standpoint, the Colts definitely seem like they gave their coaches, Chris Bowden and company, they gave the coaching staff a ton of talent to work with, a ton of athleticism to work with. And I think for that, like, what else can you want as a coach? you know, then guys that you can mold into what you want them to be. So overall, I do feel like it was a really good draft for Indianapolis. All things considered, considering where they were, they took care of the most important position, addressed, I think, the most important position on defense, and also added some more quality players. Is this the best draft of Chris Ballard's tenure? What do you think? Anthony Richardson will be the telling factor. I it is so hard to grade an Anthony Richardson right now. I don't know. Like you could go all the way from a, you know, you could do the negatives of, you know, he's super raw. You could go like you could give it realistically like a C grade or you give it an A plus. Like it's such a wide margin. You just don't know. I think yeah. it all obviously hinges on the quarterback. But I'll say this. This is the happiest I've been after a draft probably since 2018. Yeah. I mean, you're right. This has the potential to become the best draft of Chris Ballard's tenure. And that's saying a lot due to the fact that, you know, just what was it five years ago? This man drafted two first-team All-Pro uh, guys in the same draft and then also acquired f- uh, four guys in that draft as well that went on to become uh, first-team guys, on uh, first starters on this team that really contributed fantastically to changing the culture of Indianapolis Colts football when they got in. So, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a tall order, you know, given what we saw in 2018. But you're right. If Anthony Richardson pans out, then this will absolutely become the biggest uh, draft that Chris Ballard has ever uh, achieved for Indianapolis. So, I mean, you know, like you said, time will tell. Yeah. I don't feel like for immediate impact, it will be the best. Like, I feel like it's more of a, you know, in one to two years, we look back and we say, oh man, like, you know, we look at this in, you know, 2024, 2025, and we say, they absolutely nailed it. You know, Anthony Richardson was everything we thought he would be. You know, he's become a top player in the NFL, but I don't think that's going to happen overnight. You know, like, you're not going to probably have it. I could be totally wrong. But you're probably not going to have Anthony Richardson be the rookie of the year. You're probably not going to have Darius Rush be the defensive player of the year. You're probably not going to have guys like that, like the major impact you had from Nelson and Leonard right off the gate. Like, I don't think you'll have that, but I think down the line, you could definitely see these guys developing into some top players at their position. I really do feel like that could be a thing. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this continues to develop. Obviously, we're still only less than a week uh, outside of the draft concluding. So uh, let us know, guys, your overall thoughts on the Colts draft. Do you think the Colts were winners? Do you think they were losers? And if you think they are winners or losers, do you think they were big winners or big losers? Let us know these things in the comments below. But that will do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for all of our draft coverage. I tell you, man, my butt is sore from sitting on that couch for over 15 hours. But it was totally worth it. 
And I'm very thankful for everybody who did tune in and made it totally worth it. Cause, uh, man, I tell you what, we had probably nearly 30, you know, pieces of content go out over the weekend. It was just crazy. So, and we still have more that's coming out. So it, it's going to be a ton of fun, uh, being able to watch Anthony Richardson and all these other rookies as well, uh, to see how they can contribute and potentially factor into this team in 2023 and beyond. So thanks guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all your support. Thank you for 16 K. And as always, guys, go Colts. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.